You're listening to Not So Live from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein. With me, as always, is... Josh Schaefer. Watcher. <laughs> just You like to just hang out outside people's bedrooms and just creepily stare in through their windows? Yeah. <laughs> you don't? <laughs> so, obviously, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. paying attention to the topic that we just, just poorly introduced right there, we are going to be discussing Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but really... What we're discussing is Joss Whedon in general. It's just when you're discussing him, it's easier to start with Buffy because that's the thing everyone actually knows. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And really, do we start there or do we start talking about Joss Whedon and the fact that pretty much everyone hates him now? (laughs) Well, I think we should go through his library of works and then touch on his personal life in a very delicate and harsh way harsh way Why? very harsh way yeah because he he became famous because of buffy the vampire slayer not excellent the, movie i was gonna say not the movie <laughs> but the tv show even though i do personally enjoy the movie for what it is paul rubens is the best rubens it is it's it's bad mm-hmm. although it does have a fantastic luke perry in it I oh think, it does I have luke perry doesn't luke it perry's great as mm-hmm. pike in that but christy swanson is clearly outmatched by the character she's supposed to be playing yeah and Donald Sutherland, from what I understand, basically made up all of his lines on the spot because he hated the script completely. And it's kind of a train wreck through and through. It tonally and just every way that movie is. How they were able to get a TV show deal out of that, I have no idea. <laughs> Someone must have reread the script and be like, this is really good except for everything that we did in the movie. Do you want to try again? Mm. So, But I think on its face, the concept of Buffy, which was done better in the TV show, but is still there in the movie, is the blonde girl who's supposed to run away instead of running from the killer turns to face him and has superpowers and kills his ass. Yeah. I like that. I think that's that's an empowering message if it was handled properly. Yeah. Unfortunately, the movie doesn't handle it properly. No, but I think the TV show almost got it for like the 90s anyway. I think... Kinda? I think it got it for every character who's not named Buffy. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. Like, yeah. Like, uh, I like Joss Whedon's works for the most part, but I feel like he's always had an issue writing women, specifically yeah. powerful women. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And it feels like it's more sexist than it is not sexist. Yeah. Well, Buffy, the characters around Buffy are empowered and learn yes. to be their best selves and find the hero within each of them. But, like, Buffy spends most of the series running from her powers mm-hmm. and acting like a spoiled child and falling in love with one person or another and making everything in the show about her love life. Yes. Yes. Which, it was the 90s. I appreciate that it was, you know, trying to appeal for, you know, our generation. Mm-hmm. But it just always felt to me that you had all these interesting characters, but the focal point was always the worst person on the show that had zero growth and was always defined by her relationships and not her awesome super kick-ass kills zombies and vampire abilities. Because not not that the two shows are similar, but in a way that I think we can broach it. Like, there's another show from the 90s featuring a strong female character that I think avoids these problems and manages to make the show less about her relationships to specific guys and more about just who she is as a person. And that would be Daria. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Daria is the best, in my opinion, as a male, a yeah. white male. Yeah. Daria is my feminist icon. D- Daria is my spirit animal at yeah. times. She's fantastic. But it's it's the thing. If they had just given Daria superpowers and made her fight vampires, 
she could have anchored a show and it would have been fantastic. Yeah. And by the way, Fox or uh, MTV or whoever's developing the new Daria show, oh, yeah. apparently, if they decide to make her into Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I would watch that. Uh, as long I'm going to watch it Daria. anyway. Oh, yeah. I'm going to No matter what, I'm watching it because it's Daria. But yeah. So, but the, the obviously the sexism issues weren't as big an issue in Angel, so to speak. No. I'm, Cordelia is a really well balanced character, and I liked Fred over time. Although they both at times have an issue of becoming more of an object of desire for the men yeah. than really heroes in their own right. But they still had cores to them that worked really well. So even without the love interest kind of things going on, they were, functioned as real characters. Yeah, and it's something I don't feel like Buffy did. No, I don't think so either. Because like even like, um, what's her name? Uh, Glory. The- Glory. Mm-hmm. Like it's like cool, you get a kick-ass villain, but she's still like, oh, I want to be pretty, and she was really bad. Yeah, and then you have her sister that came in, and her mom was. Ugh. I liked Dawn in the comics better. Dawn yeah, Dawn in the comics. In the comics. Was, yeah. yeah, but so. in the TV show, it's like why? And you're right, she had a mom on the show, and I completely forgot she had a mom. <laughs> the mom character was kind of useless. Yeah, and like yeah. when she died, it was supposed to be this huge. Uh, spoiler alert, I guess. For a, like, 10-year-old show. Yeah. 15-year-old show. But when she died, it was supposed to be this huge, heart-wrenching thing, and I was just like, oh, yeah, she had a mom. Good. That this cool. this, this is this was, this has been taking too long, and this plot line doesn't work for me. Yeah, I was more sad when the mayor died. Yeah, I know. The mayor was fantastic. Mm-hmm. But again, a strongly well-developed male character. Yeah. I mean, Faith was a more interesting character than Buffy. Yeah, Faith was amazing. Of course, it helps that Faith never really had a love interest right up until like the last few episodes of seventh season. Yeah. No, she was just no, she... allowed to be herself. Yeah. Even in the comics, I don't think they really give her a love interest. She just gets to be herself. No. Yeah. Yeah, like when they start, like it just had that, fell in that trap like, well, Xander needs to go out with somebody. Mm-hmm. And oh, now Willow needs to go out with somebody. Yeah. Oh, now Angel and Buffy have to go out. Yeah, I mean, Willow and the girl she was with, whose name I can't remember. Tara. Thank you. Um, It never felt like it really fell into that sexy lesbians trope. No, which was awesome, I thought. Yeah, I mean, it managed to avoid that. But it was still also this thing of, like, it was hard to tell whether or not there was a little bit of male gaze on there. Just because of yeah. what I know about Joss after. I think if I went back and rewatched their plot line, I'd It'd probably see It'd be a little bit more things. cringy. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of cringy, though, one of his next shows, uh, Dollhouse. Oof. Yeah. Lysha Dushku was awesome in it. She was. And it was a decent show, but and the kind of cringy. The Russian guy they had, whose name I can never remember how to sell I, because I can't, terrible. I'm not even going to try to no, pronounce it. I'm he sorry. was fantastic on yeah. the show. But the very concept alone was like male gaze, the TV show. Oh, yeah. People become like give give themselves over for five year contracts as sex slaves and mm-hmm. get reprogrammed constantly and now that seemed a little fetishy. That seemed a lot fetishy. Like it's the kind of thing you'd f- expect to find on like some fan fiction like it's, it, news group or something. Yeah. yeah, it's like why isn't this doing well? Because it's creepy. It's really cre- and they tried to like reboot it, like soft boot it, and make mm-hmm. it more interesting in second season. But by that point, it's just like all the people that might watch this are already creeped out by it. Yeah. I yeah. watched it just because I was like, it's going to get good, right, guys? Mm-hmm. But it's interesting. if You it, the, like you take these ones, so were his big ones, and then Firefly. Mm-hmm. And it's Firefly not... is so male gazy. Yeah. I love it, though. I mean, I really enjoy Firefly, but it's hard to go at it and watch like the quote-unquote strong female characters on it. and like, Ones who's a prostitute. <laughs> one who's a prostitute. One who's like the perfect uh, manic pixie dream girl mm-hmm. engineer. 
another girl who's introduced naked and while she's never an object of desire there's always this flitting her around and like these mm-hmm. gauzy modern dance like outfits and like she's an, an object of lust even if she's never treated as one and even zoe who's the strong female character on the show there's still this like because of her husband who's on there there's still this weird male gazy quality to it yeah yeah i feel like uh joss has a problem with having multi-dimensional female characters. Yeah. Like, he's just like, Zoe, you're the kick-ass strong one. You don't really have emotions. Yeah. And Nara, you're a prostitute. You flirt <laughs> with the captain. They're, they're, they're all defined by singular qualities. Like, it's hard to define the captain, Mal Re- mm-hmm. Reynolds, as any one single trait. He's he's very nuanced and multi-dimensional. But... Yeah. Every one of the, and I, I would almost say to a certain extent, Wash is the same way. He's the pilot, but there's more to him than just being the pilot. Yeah, same with Book. Yeah. The Doctor. Shepard Book. I mean, yeah. even Jane has more to him than that. Yeah, but it's like... Um, it's always defined by the fact that she's the strong second in command. Yeah, and was her name Kaylee? Cal- Kaylee is defined by being the flighty engineer. Engin- yeah, who likes strawberries, which was... Like her one fetishy yeah. thing that came up over and over again. Yeah, and, yeah, and Inara was the prostitute with the heart of gold. Yeah, like it. The the females don't like the only one who gets m- much of the way of development is um River. Yeah, yeah, but that you have to wait for a whole movie for that. Yeah, to finally get all of the development out of it. Yeah, yeah. but it just I feel like he just it, it's like the worst RPG character generator. Mm-hmm. It's like you're the tank. What do you do? Tank stuff. Well, it's part of what made Dollhouse so bad was that it basically let him play with his worst tendencies by yeah. mind wiping everyone. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I still love Firefly, and I think that there's stuff there, but, like, this isn't anything I would have ever really thought about. Until we found out until about Until we found Wayne. out, yeah, until, like... It came out, like... Now, I understand that some of this came to light because he was cheating on his wife and came clean to her, which good for him. Yeah. And then she divorced him and told all these stories about the things that are happening before between them, how he leered at people on set and got into weird flirtatious arrangements with a lot of his actresses may not have actually cheated one with all of them, but got into these flirtatious relationships and it taints like whether like the problem is the fact that he holds himself up as a feminist icon or did until this came out yeah, and would even give like these super like feminist attacky speeches almost about how people need to do more and yeah. Yeah. And then it comes out that he's doing these kinds of creepy lecherous things with the females on his cast. And you're like, well, are you really? Yeah. Were you just saying this because you want to see some boobs? Because like, yeah, this is what kind of what it seems like now, man. And then you go back and watch some of his other things that he didn't necessarily direct, but he wrote on like, Alien Resurrection, yeah. which has a really weird perspective on its female characters. Yeah. Like, it's pro-female characters, but they're also creepy at the same, and has a creepy gaze to them. Yeah, or um, I just rewatched Doctor Horrible. Yeah, and I loved it the first few times I watched mm-hmm. it. I recently rewatched it, and I forgot how cringy parts of that they show are. Is. And the female is the the strong female character, quote unquote, on that is just basically a prize for the guy to win. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then, I mean, even Toy Story. If you oh, want, yeah. if we want to go back, yeah. back, Bo Peep is just basically an object of lust for Woody. And mm-hmm. no matter how strong she may be, she's just basically a prize for Woody. Yeah, and that's pretty much the only female in the entire... Yeah, because uh, Mrs. Potato Ted doesn't get introduced until the second movie. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then you have like a. Did he do one of the Avengers movies, Age of Ultron? He did the, he did or he the first, first and one. second ones. Yeah. And the first one's good, yeah. although there's a couple leering shots at Black Widow's butt that probably didn't need yeah. to be there. Um, but she's great in it, and Scarlett yeah. Johansson does a great job. But the second one has this really weird love story between Hulk and Black Widow that just... And Scar- or Scarlet Witch was just weird, too. Yeah, it's really... I'm sure that some of it is just me maybe projecting more into it after i know the story but, but it's hard not to it's like yeah. when you find out how terrible a person brian singer is you can't mm-hmm. help but like apply that eye to the movies he had beforehand yeah it's like because you know like i do photography and some light film work mm-hmm. and i put stuff that you know like myself into these things you know like it's not just uh i don't know i, I try to put some of my personality and my likes into the stuff that i do and it's hard for me to imagine that, you know, like the Joss Whedon's, Kevin Spacey's, et cetera, et cetera, don't do the same thing. So how yeah. much of this is like their I, I, idealization of a perfect world? Yeah. You know, and it's kind of kind of creepy. It is. It's hard. It, it, it just it, it's hard to go back and watch this stuff. And he has this new like Victorian superhero show he's doing with like. Oh, is he? So it's on HBO, so it can probably even be be even more leering than his previous ones were if it's going to be that way. I mean, I don't want to prejudge his stuff. I want to enjoy Joss Whedon because I can go back and watch Buffy and Firefly and Angel. Yeah, and Because I still enjoy him. Enjoy them for what they are. But at the same time, every once in a while, you're like, this hasn't aged well, especially knowing how he is. And I can't help but go into the stuff he's going to be doing now and judging it the same way I judge something I might watch that might have Kevin Spacey or Brian Singer yeah. attached, even though I'm pretty certain I'm never going to watch any of their stuff again in much the same way I won't, I refuse to watch anything with Mel Gibson. Yeah. Like, there, there's a line. Certain people have now crossed their line. Joss Whedon hasn't crossed the line. No. But if more bad stuff comes out about him, uh, that line will get crossed, and I'll have a hard time going back and watching The Avengers again. Yeah, and I, I hope it's just ignorance on his part or, I mean... In the 90s, like, Buffy was a huge feminist icon because I can't think of really very many other feminist icons from that. Like, you said Daria. Mm-hmm. You know, Even though but, if you, like, looked at posters and other things from Buffy, it treated her with a very leering gaze. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like. That that never happened with Daria. Nope. <laughs> Not that I, I'm sure there's that one guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure if we looked online, we could yeah. find stuff. Rule 34. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, no, I'm... I can't say I'm hopeful for whatever Joss Whedon does next, but he did produce some stuff I enjoyed, and I just wish that it wasn't tainted at this yeah, point. I think he has an opportunity to kind of... Course correct? Yeah. Maybe he will. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know if he will. We'll find out. I guess if the if the first episode of his Victorian uh, thing like is weird and gets her into like all these weird relationships and then is very like leering and male gazy with like lots of nudity, then we'll know exactly where he stands at that point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably still watch it, though. Yeah, me too. His shows are funny. I know. <laughs> His sense of humor is my sense of humor. It is. He's a good writer, and he's a good storyteller. It's like it's it's like the fact that I have problems watching current Kevin Smith stuff, to go back to that previous yeah. podcast we had. But his previous stuff I really enjoy, and there are certain things that he's produced that have a voice I truly understand. Yeah, yeah. But of all, I mean, of all the things that happened that 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 were of that type from when I was growing up and an adult and so forth, the only one I can go back and watch again because it really holds up is Daria. Yeah, that show is weirdly timeless. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, Daria is great. It is. That's <laughs> be, be, best thing on the on on this thing, and it's not at all Joss Whedon related. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, anyway, 
Are we all talked out? I think... Yeah. Yeah? Okay. This has been Nasta Life from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein. I'm Josh Schaefer. And we will see you next time. Beep, beep, beep.